Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Fly Trap Podcast. My name is Christian. Thank you for listening to the episode. Thank you for all the support that I've been getting on my previous episodes. I am slowly approaching 200 downloads as far as the audio podcast. Um, I've had more views on YouTube, but I definitely appreciate all the support I've been getting and feedback I've been getting from my friends and my family. This is the 10th episode. We made it. So I'm super excited to put this one out. So on episode number 10, I interview Ivan Melendez, aka the Hispanic Titanic. He's a UT Austin baseball player. He's from the same hometown as me, El Paso, Texas. Big shout out to Ivan for jumping on the podcast. I'm sure it wasn't easy, especially with baseball season currently going on. And, you know, he hopped on after his practice. So I really appreciate that. It was great hearing Ivan's story and, you know, the level of success that he's having at the Division One level and especially with his baseball career. Once again, thank you for listening. And I hope you guys all enjoy the episode. Hey, man. What's up, dude? How's it going? Pretty good. Just got out of practice. How's your day going? That's going good. good. Yeah, man. That was pretty good. Well, dude, I, I really appreciate, you know, taking the time, you know, to uh, do this podcast. And, and I'm sure it wasn't easy, uh, especially with practice and, you know, the baseball season. No, man. I, it's a pleasure being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, um, you know, just quickly introduce myself. My name is Christian. You know, I told you I'm from El Paso. Graduated yeah. in 2016 from El Dorado. Um, didn't yeah. play baseball at all. I ran yeah. track. Um, you ran track? Yeah, I ran track in high school. Nice. Um, story is kind of similar to yours as far as, you know, transferring to UT. I originally yeah. didn't get to UT. Um, yeah. I'm finally here, just graduated. But, you know, I'd yeah. love for you to introduce yourself. Yeah. Um, wait, wait, I have a question for you. Were you like a JUCO transfer or like what? You just No, you so I, I mean, I, I didn't run track in college. I uh, oh. So, I you know, I, when I was in high school, I kind of like I was a good student, but like I didn't take it that serious so i yeah the only school that i applied to was uh, ut and i got yeah. a this thing called cap admission so yeah you your first year at another like ut school and then, yeah you, like, and then you can go to ut yeah, yeah. And then you can know what you're saying. yeah i have a few buddies that that did that as a matter of fact so yeah that's cool cool deal but yeah um obviously my name is ivan melendez i am from el paso uh graduated from coronado class of 2018 um I went to uh, my first year and a half at a junior college, Odessa Junior College, you know, out there in West Texas, four hours away from El Paso. And <laughs> yeah. then uh, I did pretty good my freshman year. So they offered me a pretty good scholarship here at the University of Texas that I couldn't pass up. And, you know, uh, it's an opportunity of a lot of time and I'm just grateful to be here. So, yeah, man, that's my story so far. And That's awesome. That's yeah. great to hear, dude. Congratulations, you know, on your success so far. Um, no, to be honest with you, I had no idea that someone from El Paso was playing for the UT baseball team, and it was yeah. because of FitFam. Um, yeah, I saw that you made it on there when you hit your home run on the first game. Um, so yeah. that's pretty awesome. Um, so I was reading a little bit about your story, um, and correct me if I'm wrong. I saw that you had only received one Division One offer um, from New Mexico, Mexico State. Yeah, Mexico State. Know, yeah. yeah, out of high school. And like probably like five other junior college offers, so I just went with the one that I thought was the best fit for me, and uh, it was also a full ride, so I was pretty lucky to have that as well. So yeah. So what has been like your major, you know, differences as far as you know playing at the JUCO level and playing at the Division One level? How different is is it? Um, 
I mean, as far as like the level of competition, like everything's pretty elite, especially just being like in the, you know, in the state of Texas, like there's just so many like numbers, so many kids, so many, and they're just out there competing. But um, the biggest difference, I would say like the game is, uh, it's like more of like a game of power, like I guess, like at, at the University of Texas, because, you know, at a JUCO level, just freshman and sophomore, mm. like, you know, they're still kind of like, you know, kids, like basically. And then once you go division one, you got fifth year, sixth year seniors, you got, you know, juniors ready to, you know, get ready for the draft or you got sophomore and freshman, you know, everybody's good. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like you could, you just stand out more um, as like, you, you know, like you, when you do, when you uh, make mistakes, you stand out more as far right. as like being good because everybody's good at that, like at that level, if that makes sense, you know? No, that, that makes perfect sense. Um, so one of my things is I feel that there's a lot of like great talent out of El Paso. Um, yeah, there really is. Wise, and yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to dog El Paso or anything, but I feel like there's just like, we're so far from the rest of Texas that um, El, Paso, El Paso, sorry, El Paso athletics doesn't get the exposure that it really yeah. does. And there's a lot of great athletes and yeah. you know, they, they go and they play at the Juco level. And I, you know, I was, one of my buddies was asking me to ask you this question. Um, you know, people go play at the Juco level and then when they finally, sorry, when they finally go play at a, you know, at a division one and seeing mm-hmm. the talent, they've kind of see a shock, uh, shock factor. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. so far, what has been your experience as far as that? <clears throat> yeah, I could kind of touch base on that. Um, as far as that, I feel like in high school, like in high school sports in El Paso, I just feel like the city is like so spread out. So there's so many high schools, but I mean, there's talent all over the, the city, but you know, you got like one, you know, division one player here, one here, one there. Mm-hmm. And if there was like less schools, like if it was like Lubbock or Dallas or, you know, some, no, I mean, I know Dallas is big, but like the city of yeah. Dallas, like, you know, then I feel like there would be some, you know, some powerhouses like, so just, you know, being part of that level of competition would just bring the best out of everybody. So I, I, I guess I can see why there's like a shock when they go on to like division one levels, you know, mm-hmm. if, if that makes sense. Like, no, yeah, yeah, that makes, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So, um, you know, going back to your, you know, your Juco experience, I was reading that your, you know, your season got cut short uh, due to COVID and yeah. it, uh, you know, allowed you to have that extra year of eligibility. Yeah. Um, you know, from the you know, and aside from that, you know, I read that you also had you know a surgery, um, mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Just go that ahead and talk, touch base on you know that mentality of you know facing adversity and um, you know staying yeah. you know staying on that path to accomplish what you want. Yeah. Well, um, I I played my whole senior year with uh, a dislocate. I mean, I would dislocate my shoulder like it's, it happened like eight times, and I mm. tore my labrum to the point where it was like just it was just completely torn at first as a slap tear and I didn't get surgery on it until like a whole year after um my freshman year of uh of college which that's when I was at it my juco and um I missed the first eight games of the of the spring season so I, I didn't even get to play all fall I didn't get to you know really compete for a starting spot and uh, I ended up missing the first eight games of the season you know, because I was rehabbing, I had, you know, five months of, of recovery and rehab. And um, when I came back, you know, like I just had to start from, from square, square one and, yeah. 
just literally um, it, it's just it's just tough when when you go from not even getting batting practice or front flips you know I, I don't even know if like you, you know what I'm <laughs> saying, but like that's like the basic like that's like hitting off a tee like, okay yeah I'm be like, honest with you as far as baseball terminology like I'm not the best yeah that, but um, yeah you know with that injury and you know kind of like a setback were there no. any points um that you, like are there any points in your life um when, during like sorry when you're experiencing yeah. that injury yeah were um yeah of, no there was so, what was that now i was gonna say yeah. were you you know kind of like doubting yourself was there any doubt that you wanted to continue with playing baseball yeah i felt like i wanted to quit at some point because i started off uh, my season batting like i started the first month of my junior college season right when i came back from surgery after i had earned like you know some you know pinch hits where i come off the bench and and get to play and uh i eventually uh became a starter as the season went on but um yeah man it was a uh, it was tough i but i mean i ended up being an all-american at the end of the year so just knowing that i i'd bounce back from yeah all that adversity having to start from, from square one it was just it just it was just the greatest feeling i just felt like i had like all kinds of pressure just come off my shoulders you know and i at some point, I was like, man, like, I've never done this terrible in high school. I was always, you know, all city, all district, all state and all that. And I was like, I was just down on myself because I wasn't used to that. So, yeah, that was a, a time I had to face adversity. So, yeah, yeah man, I, I'm proud I overcame it. So, yeah, it's in the past. And, yeah, it's behind me. No, no, definitely. And I mean, I, you know, just I don't know about you, but, you know, I feel like in the recent years, a lot of more people are coming out of El Paso and there's kind of like a change in mentality as far as like, you know, people seeing that they can have this amazing talent and, you know, continue and achieve, achieve their goals. Do you think that there's like that El Paso sauce and like, you know, from uh, separates us from the rest of Texas? Um, Cause I, you know, when I came over here, cause I grew up in El Paso, born and raised there. And, you know, I didn't do a lot of traveling. Um, yeah. But when I came to Austin, it was kind of like a big cultural shock to me. And that's, that's and, exactly how I feel. Yeah. And yeah, and so like, and I just like, everyone around me was so much smarter and they had, they were, you know, well off compared to me. And, you know, it was just a big culture shock to me. But I was in my head, I had that mentality of, you know, well, I'm here, I belong here for a reason. And, you know, yeah. I'm going to do whatever it takes. So, yeah. you know, do you think there's like a kind of different mentality, you know, coming out of El Paso and just experiencing, um, um mentality yeah yeah kind of like everybody here is kind of like i guess like fighting for their own and just you know just not like not even like talking about sports but like even outside like in like the the work field like out there in the world like you know people are like there's more competition for jobs i guess like and then in el paso like everybody's like their friends like you know here like there's like clicks groups there's all kinds of yeah. separation you know i just feel like you know Paso, we're like more united and people like to see each other like do well you know no yeah i i, I totally get that um my girlfriend always tells me she's like i the fact the fact that you're as close with your family compared to a lot of people that i met is weird yeah. and and it just seems that a lot of people that I talk to who come from El Paso, family is like a big thing, um, you know, in our lives. Uh, so how has your family, you know, helped you get to where you're at now? Man, I, I wouldn't be, 
I wouldn't be half the man I am today without my family. You know, they provided everything for me. They took me to, you know, all my, all my events growing up. They supported me, and you know, sometimes you don't really, you don't really have the best days, and they're just always there for you and always loving you no matter like whether you have a, a good game, whether you're, you know, you're struggling with a class or whatever. You know, you don't have. They'll never criticize you like you know what you see on the internet or like what you see on social media. You know, yeah. Just, so yeah, man, it's always it's always good to have that positivity and those good vibes by your side at all times. So yeah, that's good, man. And uh, you know, do your parents are they able to make it to you know your games here in Austin? Because um, I I mean, dude, that drive from El Paso is is a uh, yeah not a joke. Yeah, no. Um, they come out. You know, they don't come out to every game. Obviously, they work, mm-hmm. and you know, they're both educators back home, but. When I was playing at my JUCO, they would basically be there every weekend just because, um, you know, it's a three, four-hour drive, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, here, you know, it's a little bit longer of a ways, you know, more plane tickets, you know, longer drives. So they come out when they can. So, but, you know, they didn't miss my my first uh, game here at Texas. So, Oh, that's awesome. You know, yeah, I'm just grateful. Yeah. So, you know, so far, what what can you say your best experience at UT has been? Um, you know, playing on the team and just being surrounded. Because, I mean, whenever I go on campus, I kind of feel really proud to be on campus. Yeah, yeah um, no, yeah. I could, Actually, yeah, that's it. You know, everybody's very, like, Longhorn-oriented. You know, oriented. everybody, you know, loves to rep what kind of group they're in, what kind of, you know, social group, sport athletic group. You know, everybody, uh, you know, just has love. Like, you know, the fans come out to all the games and all that. And, uh I mean, just the whole package as a university, I think it's just, you know, one of the best schools in the world. I'm not talking about just the academics, but, you know, you got some of the best academics, some of the best sports. It's the city of Austin itself, like, you know, the party and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, like, you know, I mean, I, I saw that. I'm sorry, can you repeat that? No, no, I just said, you know how it is, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, that has been my best experience. Just, you know, everything I mentioned, I can't like just list, you know, just one. It's, you know. It's been a great experience so far, and we're barely, you know, halfway through. So, we'll see. Yeah, and I mean, you got to experience uh, that crazy uh, winter storm. Uh, yeah, just recently, yeah. which that was, was tough, man. That was that was brutal. Were yeah. you guys, uh, you know, were you guys having to practice uh, during that time? Um, no, we 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 couldn't practice because we weren't like we couldn't find a way to get there. It was so icy. They had shut down the facility. You know, some of us had like some of us didn't even have running water. I didn't have running water. I, you know, I had to sneak into the facility just to go take a shower. You know, just yeah. watering Gatorades because you know gas stations were closed and whatnot. So yeah, it was tough. Yeah, no, definitely it was crazy. Um, yeah. So you know, I was seeing that you're a sophomore. I should have probably asked this earlier, but you know, what are you studying? What are you going to school for? Um, I'm a sophomore eligibility wise and a junior academically, but um, yeah, I'm studying uh, my major is corporate communications. So, oh, nice. Yeah, I'm just taking a bunch of communication classes here in Moody, you know, school of Moody. So, yeah, man, that's uh, I, I mean, I'm on pace to graduate in like 2022. So still got a, a while. Yeah, well, I, I graduated uh, communication and leadership. Awesome. Yeah, it was kind of a. I had no idea what I wanted to do, so I just did that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I mean, you're you plan on graduating in 2022. What are you, you know? 
do you want to continue playing baseball? Do you have any expectations, you know, to go to, you know, the major leagues? Um, well, I have an extra – after I graduate, I'll still have, like, a year of eligibility. So, I mean, like, I could go into grad school mm-hmm. and still, uh, you know, play, hopefully go into, like, Macombs or whatever just because I have already, you know, a degree under my belt here at the University of Texas. Yeah. And, um, I mean, obviously, like, who wouldn't want to play professional baseball? You know, that's just – everybody every kid that plays baseball's dream mm-hmm. so um yeah i mean hopefully i do well this year and get drafted but if not then i have two more full seasons doing what i love so just that's awesome. you, you know, one day at a time that's you know all you can do just so are you, are you able to declare yourself eligible for the draft and then um you know if that falls through can you continue playing baseball I, I'm, I'm not sure how the ncaa rules work but because i know like for football, if I'm not mistaken, once you declare yourself for the draft, you can't come back and play. But I'm, you know, I'm not. Too yeah, sure. no. So, um, in football, like once you declare for the draft, like, you know, it's either like you get drafted or you don't. You know, whether you're junior, sophomore, senior, or whatever. But here in baseball, you have to either be a junior or 21 to be eligible to get drafted. It's kind of a little. It's a little different than football and baseball. But um, if you do get drafted, if, like let's say your name does get called in the, you know, in the draft, um, you could either accept it or turn it down and still go back to school and it won't, you know, affect you. But once you sign that contract to like go with the team, like if you do get drafted, then yeah, you can't go back to college. Like, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So earlier you said, you know, you know, kids that play baseball, it's, you know, their dream to play in major leagues. What, what are your, you know, what are your thoughts on, I guess, what, what can you say for those that are, you know, are in El Paso right now, you know, playing and whatever, whatever sport they're playing um, that mm-hmm. have these hopes, you know, to, you know, move on, play division one or, you know, make it to the NFL, major league baseball. Um, what yeah. Can you say for them? Just, just keep working hard. You're going to deal with all kinds of hate and criticism from, you know, teachers telling you to be realistic, you know, coaches telling you that you're not good enough to play on their team or, you know, you're not good enough to play here, you know, blah, blah, blah. Just just keep working because uh, at the end of the day, like, you can't – sometimes you can't control the outcome or, like, the result, but you can control how hard you work. And usually when you work hard, you get, you know, pretty good result or good things usually happen. So just do what you do and, you know, you're going to have bad days, you're going to have good days. And whether you have a good day, man, it's, it should be like whatever. Like, on the next day, like, we got to do it tomorrow. If I have a bad day, like, so what? On the next day, we got to do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like, just always keep that positive mindset. And when you, you know, think positive, uh, good things happen. So, yeah, man. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, I, you know, I would say that I'm a person that's not like realistic at all. Like I, I, I'm really big on speaking it into existence. Mm-hmm. And whenever someone tells me like, Oh, you're being, you know, that's too big of a goal. Uh, you're not going to reach it. I just tell them like, Oh, whatever. Like, um, I know what I'm capable of and I'm sure you're the same way. Like, you know what you're capable of. And yeah. I'm sure a lot of people, you know, once they have that mentality, it carries them in the long run. Um, and I mean, I, when, you know, coming to UT, I always got told, you know, I wasn't going to be able to get into UT or graduate from there. And yeah. you know, just keeping that mindset of, you know, just doing it. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, man. So as far as, uh, you know, what you have planned next, you know, you have the baseball season, you know, I know you guys, you know, are 0-3 right now, but yeah what do you have you know what does the team um 
have as far as expectations wise, you know, to perform and have a winning season. Cause I know starting off 0 and 3 can really be a, like a, a mental killer. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, no, yeah, you could see like just like all, everybody kind of down on themselves a little bit, but that's why you just as a whole team, like everybody has to pick up one another because, you know, the competition wasn't, you know, wasn't no, definitely. Easy. Yeah, it's, there is definitely, you know, top, top four, top five teams in the nation. And, you know, especially after a week that we had last week, you know, of not doing anything for five days and then mm-hmm. got to roll out there and, you know, play like <laughs> No, yeah, definitely. It's, you know, I don't want to make excuses or anything, but like it's, it's, it's tough, man. So um, now, yeah, you just got to stay positive. But yeah, you know, at least we're 0 3, like everybody's, you know, talking and, you know, you run into people that, you know, they got things to say. Yeah, of but course. We're not, we're not worried. Like it's all good. We'll probably play them again if we do make it to the playoffs. But right now we're looking to, you know, win our conference games because we can't play those teams if we don't win conference, if we don't if we don't uh, get to go to the, you know, super regional and so on and so on. So, you know, it's in the past and you just got to keep rolling forward. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I totally agree with you. And, you know, you guys played some really great teams and I had this experience in high school one time. Uh, it was my first time running varsity. I, I ran the 400 yeah. and yeah. Uh, they put me at anchor and I was racing up against this guy. I don't know if you know who he is. Uh, he yeah. ran at Franklin. His name is Gabriel Navarro. Um, sounds familiar do you run like at uh stanford or something yeah he runs at stanford um, yeah the name sounds i probably read it somewhere but yeah that's that's cool why yeah, so, or was it no 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 so i was running i had a huge lead and uh that dude totally just hawked me and uh yeah. i was like super pissed and my yeah. aunt was telling me she's like you know who that is like that dude's a you know a top runner in the state like you'd rather yeah. lose to that guy than you know some joe schmo so i mean i guess yeah. you guys can speak to that you know rather lose to a ranked team um yeah as sucky as it sounds but you know as far as like keeping that mentality of you know we have to play these teams and you know in order to make playoffs but you know how long is your baseball season it's about 56 games not including playoffs so you know once you go into playoffs you got to play series so each series is usually like a game of three best of three so you could play as as many like 60 70 you know but there's 56 guaranteed. Well, actually, there's not guaranteed. You know, after some like yeah. that happened last year, like, you know, nothing's guaranteed. So you got to take advantage of every game. So, no, for sure. I mean, yeah. um, how are you balancing, you know, your academics? Because I'm sure it's totally different going to UT and the level of academics compared to Odessa College. Because um, I mean, I had a huge like slap in the face when I got here, UTEP going yeah. to UT. Um, yeah, total challenge for me. But uh, yeah. how are you balancing academics with baseball and practice? Yeah, um, yeah, I actually got slapped in the face last semester too with the whole <laughs> school and baseball and everything. Hit me like a train. But now I got used to it. I found like a just like a routine that I follow every single day, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just I got used to it. You know, it's just that level of comfort that I gained uh, being here. But it's definitely not easy. You know, you 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 I you, I miss all kinds of uh, exams and stuff. You know, with all the traveling and yeah, just sometimes just meeting like certain deadlines. I guess like with work could be tough. Like I do the work and you know I get it done when when I can. And I'm you know the the professors are flexible with us as as long as like we get like some type of uh, ET like accommodation. Like if someone writes like a 
you know, like a letter for us that's in the athletic department, then usually okay as long as we, you know, get it done. But it's it's definitely tough. It's it's a huge battle, especially at this level, you know, coming from a JUCO, you know. Um, I mean, you know, I'm not taking anything away from them, but you know, no, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't want to take anything away from UTEP or anything, and definitely yeah, with yeah. college. No, 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 yeah. Um, but you know, with it all being on half of it online, you, you know, they're only allowing uh, athletes to to take uh, online classes instead of actually being on campus if, mm-hmm. if we want to play, you know. So I'm, I'm actually like a better uh, face to face learner. Yeah, so sometimes, you know, I'm just like, man, like sitting in my room like you know <laughs> or like you hard, know, hard campus, at the football field like and i just you know you're just doing it on a computer you know sometimes it can get boring and old and frustrating but yeah know. it's hard to not get distracted um yeah, dude. i uh i started working for dell and we're remote right now and and right now i'm just going through like the whole training process and and it it's tough because i'd much rather be in person learning everything um yeah, it's hard not to get distracted. But, you know, you said you have a routine. What does your routine look like? Like uh, like day-to-day basis? Yeah, like you said, you had a routine to balance everything. So Yeah, so, um, like, this was this started, like, probably, like, mid-fall to about, like, last week. Um, yeah, I would wake up, like, around 6, 6 to go hit, you know, at our facility at the, at the field from six to like eight thirty, and then um eight thirty, i have a study hall at nine so i gotta either i either do it there at the field at like mm-hmm. you know one of the rooms we have there at the facility or uh at my locker i have like a little like desk in my locker yeah or uh my room you know the football field i'll find a way i like to to do it and i'm usually in there from nine to ten ten thirty eleven and then I have classes from anywhere from 11 to 2.30, just depending on the day. You know, I got some 9, some 11 a.m., some 12.30s, some, you know, 1.30 to 2, you know. It just depends. You know how it is. Like Yeah, no, for sure, definitely. Yeah, but sometimes you lose track. and then, But usually every day, practice is around, like, 3.30 to, like, 3 to 6.30, 3.30. It just, it just ranges depending on the time. But usually it's around mid to, you know, sunset, usually. Yeah. Do you guys have uh, to do two a days? Because I know my one of my buddies on the swim team. He has to he has practice in the morning and then he has practice late in the afternoon. Um, we don't have two days. We'll just have like a baseball practice and then like a team lift or like you know something. Mm-hmm. But we won't like practice twice. We'll just get like one big you know practice for a you know three or four hours. We get all kinds of you know all kinds of reps and whatnot. But. Yeah, after practice, I uh, I go home, try to do my homework, you know, get as much as I can done, and uh, the next day, you know, <laughs> the same thing the next day. Yeah. Unless we, unless I got to travel, then I usually just travel, and uh, I'll I'll probably get like a recorded lecture, you know, mm-hmm. see what I missed like in class, and uh, yeah, just uh, just touch base with the professors see if they can extend deadlines you know because we're traveling we got games yeah. and stuff but yeah man so that's what it looks like every single day yeah that's awesome so you know if you could tell yourself uh your younger self something what would you tell yourself that's a great question let's see i have to think about this 
if I could tell my, my younger self something, it would just be, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what I, I, I would tell my younger <laughs> self. I always felt like I always told myself I was going to end up where I am today. Mm-hmm. And uh, just don't get down on yourself. Um, try to worry about you and not what others are doing or, you know, not try to worry about what party all of your friends that were at, like in middle school, high school, yeah. you know, during those times, you know, while you're missing, you know, out on a tournament or baseball game or not, like just, just do you, because at the end of the day, like you got to do what's best for you, you know, at the end of the day, like when you get older, people are going to go their own ways and, you know, it's the reality of life. So just try yeah. to, focus on yourself because at the end of the day, like nobody's going to feel bad for you. No one's going to feel sorry for you. Like you gotta, you gotta do what's best for you. Cause you know, once you get older, you just, you know, it's just survival. So. Yeah, you know. definitely. Um, you know, I was reading, uh, I guess when you had just committed to UT, uh, I saw that you had your mentor, Joe, uh, sorry if I butcher his name, Coppinger. Yeah. Um, Joe Coppinger. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I saw that he's your, one of your mentors, you know, what are some of the things, you know, he tells you, um yeah i actually met joe at my high school he went to my high school back in like oh two he got he only went one year in juco ended up getting drafted played for the baltimore orioles made it all the way up to like double a and then um i guess he was just dealing with like arm injuries and whatnot just decided to hang up the cleats and um he uh i have a there's a he has a nephew that plays at coronado now Mm-hmm. and um he would just always you know be there hanging out at the field after practice with us messing around and you know he taught me a lot he kind of told me his story and you know he has like a similar story to mine or I have a similar story to him because obviously like he's retired and he already had yeah. his career and uh, he was actually going to go play at LSU after his junior college but ended up getting drafted and the whole process and his just his words of wisdom are great you know whether it's on the field actions or off field actions, like you could get, you can never go wrong with his, uh, his advice. And he just, he keeps it real with you. So yeah, Joe's uh, been like a huge impact and like, you know, on my career. So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I mean, uh, I don't know. I like, I don't know if, uh, if this makes sense, but you know, you know, when you committed to UT and, you know, UT being as big as the school as it is and, you know, I know you had gotten some previous, you know, uh, media attention, you know, El Paso mm-hmm. Times being featured in the El Paso Times and, you know, mm-hmm. being a standout athlete in El Paso. Yeah. How does it feel now that you're at this level and, you know, everyone's, you know, there's so many more, there's so much more eyes on you. Yeah. Um, how, how is that, how, you know, how do you balance that pressure? How do you deal with that pressure? Um, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a little bit of pressure. I just, I just try to be smarter with my actions, you know, yeah. like I, I try to be careful about uh, what I like post on my Snapchat or like, you yeah. know, be careful who I have and whatnot, because I, I remember like a while back, like I posted something on my Snapchat. And I guess I ran into someone that knew someone that knew me, like, mm-hmm. and they were talking about like something that posted that wasn't even like a big deal. And that's when I knew like, uh, like, you know, just be private, man, live a private life and, you know, everybody's going to try to get in your business or whatnot. So, yeah, obviously, yeah, there's more eyes on you being, you know, at a power five school. Um, you know, you kind of draw more attention, you know, when you go out or 
you know, and whatnot. You know how Austin is, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, like, it's so yeah. easy to get, you know, mixed up in the wrong thing. Caught, you know? Wrong. Yeah, you're walking yeah. around West Campus and ended up at some crazy party and then who knows yeah. from there. But, um, yeah, I mean, that totally makes a lot of sense. You know, living that private life is definitely a big thing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm really grateful that, you know, you took the time, you know, to do this podcast and yeah. definitely not private at all. Um, yeah. So I definitely appreciate that, dude. Oh, yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. It's an honor doing this. You know, this yeah. is like one of the very few that I've done. So, <laughs> oh, you've been on long. previous podcasts? No, no, no. We're from, huh? You've done a previous podcast? Yeah, I've done like one or two, but like, you know, this is cool. Like, it's still like new to me and all that. So, no, yeah, definitely. It's, it's, you know, thanks for That's- having me. Totally. Is there, do, you, you do, yeah, do you post these or like, how does it work? Yeah. So I'm going to, I put the video version, this call on YouTube and then, mm-hmm. uh, I put, I am using this thing called anchor. So it distributes for me. So it's on Spotify yeah. and Apple podcast. So it's a uh, yeah. trap podcast. Um, okay. um, so you can find me on YouTube. Um, I mean, I'll tag you and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Send it like, you know, send it to me or whatever. So I can post it or share it, you know, whatever. Yeah, for sure. So, for sure. Get closing thoughts what do you have to say you know to those that are listening um you know people back home um where can people find you um back home yeah you can find me on you know if you you know show me love on anything you just message me or whatever I'll, I, I do a pretty good job you know applying to everybody I'm i'm never too cool for anybody so <laughs> um yeah no back home i usually just train at you know either like the base on you know the east side or like you know, Omar Quintanilla's facility out there on the east side. Um, I go to Top View Fitness, you know, here and there when, you know, whenever I have time. But other than that, you know, sometimes I just go to my high school field. And, yeah, man, that's basically all I do. So, no, no, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, so, yeah, that's where you can catch me back home in El Paso. But, yeah, man. As far as, you know, resources for, you know, athletes in El Paso, um, what would you recommend for them to uh, – you know, look up or reach out to? Uh, who to look up or reach out to? Um, that's a great question. I would just say, like, just just post your stuff, you know, on Twitter. Like, try to get your name out there. Try to try to build a brand for yourself, you mm-hmm. know. Um, you don't have to go to, like, all these events, all these, you know, I'm t- you know, just to – just to get recognition or just to be seen like just do you do you post it you know get some content build a brand and yeah man all right man well thank you uh definitely appreciate it if you ever need anything i have family here in austin um live here in austin so awesome definitely it was a pleasure meeting you and can't wait to hear yeah, the podcast. hopefully yeah, it turned out well so thanks for having me man talk right, to you soon care. good luck on uh, yeah, your season Thank you. Likewise. That's it for today's episode. I will catch you guys next time on the next episode of the Flytrap Podcast.